Hi, this is Rachel from The NeverEnding Sleepover. If you want to keep up with us or view the content that is connected to each episode, you can head over to Instagram and follow us at never underscore ending underscore sleepover underscore podcast. We know the name is pretty long, but everything else is taken. And if you're interested in donating directly to the podcast to help with visa distribution or to help us invest in the tools that will bring our podcast to the next level, you can join us on buymeacoffee.com slash N-E-S-P-O-D. Next time you need to go shopping but can't make it to the store, head over to Instacart using our link provided in the episode notes and also in our Instagram bio. Using our link will let Instacart know that we sent you and you'll receive free delivery on your first order of $35 and up. Today's a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters, including us, already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and we'll get you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and it helps support our show. Are you ready? Yep. What are you talking about today? You're about to find out. Welcome back to the Never Ending Sleepover, the sleepover that never ends. We have not slept ever. We have been awake for 25 years. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, well, funny enough, last night I literally spent all night, almost until the sun came up, trying to put my <laughs> computer together. <laughs> Didn't get it all working. Said, fuck it, I'll sleep. So I slept, and then I got up and did like continued to try to put it back together for another like three hours so, so i did not sleep i pretty much haven't either i worked last night yeah and and then this morning <laughs> yeah um so i was joking but it turns out we actually haven't slept Mm-mm. um and yeah why does that not surprise me <laughs> i thought you were gonna like tell me you had some like dream that you'd never slept before or something no no, I just haven't slept. I had a really weird dream that I, um, while I was in the, like, the thick of my sinus infection, that I moved into an apartment complex with a neighbor who got a pet cheetah, and I was always like, this is the cool thing ever, but they shouldn't have a pet cheetah, and I was always kind of trying to avoid it in the hallway because I was scared it would eat me. Right. So. <laughs> Fair enough. There's that. Um, but today, we... Did we say who we are? I'm Rachel. I'm David. And my stomach growled. <laughs> Good thing there's food on the way. Introduction. So what's up with you this week? What's any anything new since the last time we mm, podcasted? Not new. Um, I had to rebuild my computer. Nice. Very exciting. <laughs> I spent all night trying to do because um, I got a new case for it, and and it's pink. My and amazing. It is pink, and it has new fans, and it has lights. But 
They don't work because I broke it, I think, trying to put it all together. Ooh, that's sad. I, I had far too many hours to break something before I got put all, like, back together and stuff. So, It'd be like that and, you know, I literally plugged it in and, like, two of the fans turned off. And I was like, oh, something definitely went wrong when I did that. Yikes. <laughs> but they're just lights, so. Yeah, it's okay. Um, and... My work has been very, very busy. Nice. We are like completely booked out every Friday and Saturday until March 24th. Wow. So (laughs) if if we continue with this trend, we'll literally be booked out like every night. I mean, eventually. Months in advance. Eventually that's how it's going to be every night. Which is apparently very rare for... Los Angeles, just because, like... Well, there's a lot of restaurants here that the, are really hard to get into, but they're, like, super expensive, super fancy. And they're very, which it is, they're I guess, rare. super expensive, yeah. super fancy. They, it's, like, it, because the, the restaurant, like, scene in L.A. is huge and mm-hmm. very volatile, and people don't really give a shit about canceling. So, like, <laughs> it's true. Like, it's uh, th- this is the only city that people just like don't blow off reservations yeah they just blow it off it doesn't matter if there's we charge like so much money for same day cancellations it's like it's I like never, 75 dollars i never knew they could cancel you could, i never knew you could get cancellation fees for canceling reservations because i've never like been to a restaurant that fancy really but <laughs> also like i think that's like kind of scammy but you know i'm sure we all have feelings about it but it, it it only works for restaurants that have a very limited seating capacity. Yeah, and I imagine it's to encourage people to not just flake so that people can actually get in. Well, because in, in a small restaurant with a limited seating capacity, you lose a lot of money if you lose a table. If you're, fu- if you're fully booked out. I think out, like oh, three steaks can pay for the entire staff to work the whole day. They do. Somebody, t- <laughs> I, I didn't tell you this. Somebody tipped us $1,500 on the $3,000 ticket. Holy shit. How many people is that split up between? I mean, 12, 13 people. <laughs> I know. It was like, That's know. amazing. What a generous kind they of only They only bought drinks, too. They fit $3,000. And then they're taking their private jet to Hawaii for a week and then coming back next week to buy a bottle Five. of $5,000 alcohol. I was like, what oh the my fuck? God. <laughs> speaking of to Hawaii, be like that. Speaking of Hawaii... Hawaii tried to pass a stupid law because, or I don't even know, like it's just like a thing. They tried to do a thing legally that they have too many feral cats, so they were just going to poison all of them and kill them. Um, and that's wrong. That's morally wrong. That's not how you solve the problem, spay and neuter. Um, but also, you, murdering them is not the option. Um, but essentially, what I'm saying is look it up, do some research on it find petitions and let's just all agree to not let that happen but even I'll though the bill got it got denied but they're kind of still i from what i read a lot of the locals agree that it's not a humane it's not like a right the right option but um i feel just like so there's people are just aware. so many downsides like you you could lose other animals that way well the reason they're doing it is because the bird there's so many cats that they're they're killing endangered bird species right. that live on the island. But what about the other endangered species that live on the land? 
that could eat the poison and fucking just Well, die. and people's house cats that house are indoor cats, outdoor other animals. Dogs. Yeah, no, it's definitely a problem. Yeah. It's definitely a problem. <laughs> it's not the solution. How was your week? Anything anything new happened? Um I have been getting back into dance classes, which has been really great. Very And I've been training really, really hard. And I also got a really bad sinus infection on my tube side, which really sucks. Double thumbs down. Yeah, um, and it was really painful, and it made me feel like I was on a teacup ride, which was very disturbing, but at the same time kept giving me memories of Disneyland, which made me all warm and fuzzy inside. So it was kind of a nice memory. But anyway. Sinus infections can fuck you up. Yeah, my temperature got down to 95, which is like only happened once before in my life, which is crazy. Um, so on that note, I wanted to talk today about like about conspiracies that like turned out to be true. Mm. Um because I thought it would be fun, but it turns out there's like a lot of really dark things, and it also turns out that the government is super messed up and probably doing the things you think they're doing, which is super crazy. Yeah. Um, but I also have some dirt on Scientology because I love love having tea on them. I mean, yeah. So I'm. This was a conspiracy, and it turned out to be true. And I'm gonna start off by saying that I did do research (laughs) on this, like, on the stuff I'm going to talk about to make sure that not only was it true, but I, you know, had a good idea. Like, what I'm trying to say is it's good enough, okay? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. It's good enough. To the best of my abilities, this is factual, accurate information. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> so, so it is a fact. <laughs> but I am going to be super lazy on my very first one and pretty much read the article to you instead oh, yeah. of paraphrasing it in my own words because they just said it the best and it was yeah. very convoluted sometimes. and I just felt like I was writing an essay trying to reword it. Yeah, sometimes that's just how it is. Yeah, so there was something in Scientology called Operation Snow White. So, I'm pretty much going to read you this article, essentially. So, these are not my words. This is from um, the LA Times. So, Snow White began in 1973 as an effort by Scientology through Freedom of Information Proceedings to purge government files of what Hubbard thought was... Hubbard is the, for people who don't know the creator of Scientology, Ron L. Hubbard, um, of what Hubbard thought was false information being circulated worldwide to discredit him and the church. But the operation soon mushroomed into a massive criminal conspiracy executed by the church's legal and investigative arm, the Guardian Office. Under the direction of Hubbard's wife, Mary Sue, the Guardian Office hatched one scheme after another to discredit an unnerved Scientology's foes across the country. Guardian office members were trained to lie, or in their words, to outflow false data effectively. They compiled enemy lists and subjected those on the list to to smear campaigns and dirty tricks. Their targets were in the government, the press, medical professionals, whatever a potential threat, whenever a potential 
threat surfaced. The Guardian office saved the worst for author Paulette Cooper of New York City, whose scathing 1972 book, The Scandal of Scientology, pushed her to the top of the church's roster of enemies. Among other things, Copper was framed on criminal charges by Guardian of office members who obtained stationery that she had touched and then used it to forge bomb threats to the church in her name in quotes Jesus. yeah in quotes you're like the nazis or the arabs i'll bomb you i'll kill you unquote that's what they wrote in it warned one of the rambling letters the church reported the threat to the fbi and directed its agents to Cooper, whose fingerprints matched those on the letter. Copper was indicted by a grand jury for not only the bomb threats, but for lying under oath about her innocence. Two years later, the author's reputation and psyche is in tatters. Prosecutors dismissed the charges after she had spent nearly 20000 in legal fees to defend herself and 6000 on psychiatric treatment. It oh seemed that no... God. Isn't that insane? Holy shit. Um, this isn't even the worst of it. <sighs> Um, where was that shit? Um, it seemed that no plan, like, it, it seemed that no plan, like, oh my, <laughs> I'm not gonna get through the sentence. <laughs> it seemed that no plan against perceived enemies was too ambitious or daring. In Washington, Scientology spies penetrated such high security agencies as the Department of Justice and the Internal Revenue Service to find what they had on Hubbard and the church. In nighttime raids, they rifled they rifled files and photocopied maps of documents, many of which the church had unsuccessfully sought under the Federal Freedom of Information Act. The thefts were inside jobs. The Guardian office had planted one agent in the IRS as a clerk typist and another in the Justice Department as the personal secretary of an assistant U.S. attorney who was handling freedom of information lawsuits filed by Scientology. So, sorry, it's almost done. I know this is a lot. So bold had they become that one Guardian office operative slipped into an IRS conference room and wired a bugging device into a wall socket before a crucial meeting on Scientology was to be convened. The operative rigged the device so he could eavesdrop over his car's FM radio. The U.S. was losing a war it did not even know it was fighting, but that was about to change. Two Scientologists used fake IRS credentials to gain access to government agencies and then photocopied documents related to the church. Their conspiracy was exposed when one of the suspects after 11 months on the lamb, I love when people say on the lamb, became worried about his plight and confessed to authorities, prompting the FBI to launch one of the biggest raids in history. Armed with power saws, crossbows, and bolt cutters, 134 agents burst into three Scientology locations in Los Angeles and Washington. They carted off eavesdropping equipment, burglar tools, and 48,000 documents detailing countless operations against enemies in public and private life. In the end, Hubbard's wife and the others were found guilty of charges of conspiracy and burglary. The grand jury named Hubbard as an unindicted co-conspirator. The seized guardian office files did not directly link him to the crimes, and he professed ignorance of it. them. I knew it. He, I knew I knew that he would say, I, when, when you said that his wife took charge of it, I was like, oh, so he's going to back off and not touch it mm -hmm. so that he can get away so with it when it all goes down. They only served five years in prison, and as of today, they're all free. All of them? Mm-hmm. All these people are back in, are free people. They're, they've they've ruined still people's lives. Scientology. Yeah, they're probably, yeah. They only served five years in prison, and they're all free right now. That's insane. Isn't that the most movie thing you've ever heard in your life? 
I actually came across a really, I should have saved it. It was actually the Scientology website or one of them explaining the truth about this. Oh, right. And I wish I had saved it so we could re- read it and see what they have to say about it. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up right now. Yeah, dude, it's so interesting. So, so look up the... Um, Scientology. The Operation Snow White. Yeah. Just insert it. And, I mean, they probably pay for one of the results to show up in the top. Let's see. I didn't have to click very far. I actually didn't realize at first that it was a Scientology website. Like, they're pretty clever until I realized that it was supporting it. And I was like, got suspicious. I found it. It's stanley.org. Scientologists taking action against discrimination is what it stands for. The Snow White program in the Church of Scientology, the true story. The Snow White program refers to the program written by Scientology fad. Oh, so they actually admit that he had something to do with it, though. Wait, what did it say? The Snow White program refers to the program written by Scientology founder L. Oh, Ron okay. Hubbard. Yeah. Scientology admitted well, to it. Well, because they, because they. But he said in the lawsuit that he didn't know. Uh, but they're admitting it. That's wild. Okay. For the purpose of legally, this is their excuse, in 1973, for the purpose of legally correcting and expunging the plethora of fake governmental reports about the Church of Scientology, its leaders, and members through strictly legal means. <laughs> yeah, okay. All your burglary tools says otherwise. For so. real. Stanleague.org if anyone wants to see that S-T-A-N-D league. That's hilarious. Okay, so that's fucking wild, isn't it? What do you think about that? I'm not surprised. I'm not gonna lie to you there. I'm remember. Okay, it's so like, it's like out of a freaking Hollywood movie. Even when we went, so years ago, like what, like four years ago now, three years ago, we were walking through Hollywood with one of our friends, and our friend was very interested in Scientology, and just to you know. In in a in a matter of debate, she likes to push the limits the way to, we do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like she likes to like mess with people a little mm-hmm. a little bit. So we decided to like go into the Scientology building and look at everything, just see what they say to us and I see will, what they do. I will add that we were all intoxicated. We were kidnappable. That's true. That's true. Which is hilarious. We had just to come me. from a cantina. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a Star Wars cantina, or a, a sci-fi cantina in Hollywood, and we had just come from that, and we were walking down and decided to go to the Scientology building. Within, like, two or three minutes of being in there, I could tell they were trying to coax us to go do this fucking two-hour personality they, test. They, they got me, they, I will say, I thought I was smarter than them. However, they did successfully split us up. They did. They did. They successfully split us up and then got me to go somewhere, go down a hallway with them. Like, they successfully split us up. I'll give them that. Yeah. They're, it's it's crazy but, the, the manipulation tactic, tactics that these people yeah, have just taught. It, like, it did, it did, like, I did learn a good lesson that night that, like, I might be smarter than I know not to better get involved. Than them, but like, like I know I'm better than them, but I'm wrong that, you know, people that have probably spent a lot of time investing in all these like psychological tricks. Like, how did I not, well, how did I think that, like, 
how did I know? You know, it's like expecting, I don't even know how to describe what I'm saying. Like, like I should have known that they had very, sorry. I should have known that they had very effective tactics of of luring people away. And I fell for it. I, I freaking fell for it. Next thing. This is pretty wild. Are you ready? Are you mm-hmm. reading something? I can wait. So this is in the mid nineteen eighties. There was there's a, a conspiracy that Bayer Medicine was causing AIDS. Bayer Medicine. B a y e r was causing. Oh Bayer. Bayer was causing AIDS. Wait. Which sounds like a causing AIDS. Yeah, which sounds like a woo woo thing. Um. But there was a medication factor eight that was a med to treat blood clotting disorder, um, hemophilia, which is, I think, the one where you're literally the one where like you get the cuts and your blood doesn't clot properly. Yeah. Um, there was not a test for HIV at the time, so thousands were infected, and they began to sell new heat treated version in the U.S. I think I skipped things. I'm reading the lines off, but they're just my notes. If it doesn't say the whole sentence, you're like, what are you I'm, talking I'm pretty, about? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty confused. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Okay. Don't look. Don't look. Don't look. Okay. So, okay. sorry. I'm super high. Um, <laughs> so, there was this medication, Factor Eight that was, invent, I guess, invented to treat a blood clotting disorder, hemophilia. Right. Um, and they took blood from... I mean, thousands of people, and they were really trying to get blood. Like, they needed a lot. So, like, they were, like, trying to get everybody to donate. And they were able to do that. But at the time, there was the AIDS epidemic. Or was it pandemic? Epidemic. I don't know epidemic. the difference. But um, there was no test for HIV. So thousands of people were infected. And so um, they found out... They realized, and they were able to heat treat the product, and that solved the problem. I don't know why some sciencey thing they heat treated it. It's now safe and not causing AIDS, but it's true <laughs> that it did spread AIDS. However, so did this... they? They needed people's blood to make the pills. They like took a bunch of people's blood because they need some. Um, they, I, I think they like centrifuge it and they need something in the blood. I don't know. Something that coagulates. I, yeah, some, there's something it. in the blood that they need. Yeah. Um, or it was for. I don't. I'm not really sure, honestly. Right. Um, but huh. it does sound weird, doesn't yeah. it? But that's crazy. So after they found out, they continued to produce it for a very short time with the contaminated blood. Um, but they were selling the new heat-treated version in the U.S. Um, however, they were concerned about having a large loss of profits. So they distributed the contaminated version of the medication to Asia and Latin America to still make money. That's fucked up. Yeah. It's a heavy one. That's it's a pretty heavy one. Up. So, the racism of America 
It just doesn't just affect America. No, it, it, I, and the thing is, like, this isn't the first time I've seen it. Where it's just you see, not not American government always, but sometimes. But you see how these big you rich people can destroy the world together. Corporations, like, these monopolies, just destroying countries and thousands of people's lives. Just, you know, off of one decision ten years just ago. Just for money. Just for money. They spread a serious disease that was killing people to another country, other countries, and other countries that are primarily people of color. Dude, it's so fucked up. It really is fucked up. It's crazy. Oh, that's awful. How far is the food? Like it's taking. They're picking it up. It's taking forever. I know. I'm really hungry. Um. So, yeah, it turned out it was true. Sounds crazy, but it was true. So, this one's pretty interesting. Um, the Naira, I think, I don't her name is N-A-Y-I-R-E-H. I actually didn't look it up before I should have to mm. pronounce it properly, but, um, so her testimony about the Gulf War. So, Iraqi troops invaded Kuwait August 2nd, 1990. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on October 10th, 1990, a 15-year-old girl gave tearful testimony in front of the Congressional Human Rights Caucus on Capitol Hill, and it was live. Um, she claimed to witness Iraqi troops storm into al Hospital in Kuwait, in a Kuwait city where she volunteered as a nurse. The Iraqis removed 312 babies from incubators and left them to die on the cold floor. Um, she stated that if her nephew had been born prematurely, he would have died that day as well. The poll questioning American opinion of the U.S. involvement in the liberation of um, Kuwait rose from 17% to 41%. Um, and this testimony is um, thought to have been the prime one of the main factors in swaying and swaying people um towards that side of the like the public opinion swaying the public opinion to mm. deciding to get the u.s involved yeah in the that was a tribute that was a, had that was attributed largely to that shifting of opinion um so a few months later after the testimony senate voted 42 to 50 a few months later, the Senate voted 52 to 47 to authorize the U.S. military's involvement. Um, this is for the Iraqi war, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Seven, sen- seven senators specifically cited the testimony um, to justify their stance. So it had a large impact. Um, but nine days after the Iraqi evasion, so if you go back in time a little, a front group for the uh, Kuwait government, the Citizens for Free Kuwait, paid the American PR firm, Hill and Knowlton, $10.8 million to sway U.S. public opinion in favor of U.S. intervention. This ended with the Kuwait ambassadors, um, this ended with the Ku- Kuwaiti ambassador to the U.S.'s daughter, Naira creating a false testimony that was coached by the U.S. PR firm in order to generate sympathy from Americans to convince the public and the Senate to support intervention. 
Despite human rights violations clearly taking place, the statement was found. The statement was found to be false. There's no evidence that um, his daughter was working there as a nurse. And when it was discovered that no incubator units had been removed from the hospital after the ceasefire, the Kuwaiti government claimed that they had replaced the incubators. But there's no evidence that that's true. And a doctor who claimed to witness the event changed his claim from 312 babies to 72 and then to 19. After reviewing records, the 19 infants reported to have died due to the incident were proved to have passed before the Iraqi evasion even begun. No one was ever punished in association with the false testimony, and no one involved has ever spoke publicly about it. So they started effectively... A war? A war over a complete lie. Yeah, the crazy... It's crazy how a... PR, they're using a PR firm from the U.S. To script a story for something that never happened in Iraq. To convince people, to convince the government to get involved. To get U.S. military involved. Isn't Holy that crazy? Shit, that's... This shit is, like, unbelievable. It's, like, shit you see on, like, I don't know, like... It's just, like, it's... It's almost like such a good story that I feel like I'm reading a script. Right. Oh my god. I need a pause for your water. It's like it's like Snowden. It's like looking it, at the fucking yeah the Snowden files. The Snowden files where you know people are saying it, but there's no it's proof, bad. and then all of a sudden you have this guy puts out all this information, and it's just like, oh yeah, the the fucking the U.S. government has been spying on you. A lot. It's all the time. crazy. <laughs> you were right. And it's like, oh, fuck. I love when conspiracies come true. A lot have, I think apparently. they want to keep people thinking conspiracies serious or crazy, and that's why, they pre- that's why they're faking all these alien things. Totally. Because they totally. want people to not take conspiracies seriously, so they can get away with this shit. That's what I think. True. I agree. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. That's so fucked up. And then, so, there was a conspiracy that during... There's a conspiracy during Prohibition in the U.S. that the government was purposely poisoning alcohol to, um, to kill people. Oh, that, during Prohibition? Yeah, that was yeah, a conspiracy. Yeah. So it actually is kind of true, but it's not that black and white. So um, industrial alcohol is what was the bootlegger. The bootlegger was industrial alcohol with what was used by bootleggers. Um, to make moonshine, essentially. Yeah. And it was never technically safe to drink. Right. It was always dangerous to drink. But during Prohibition, the U.S. purposely, intentionally approved the addition of more harmful chemicals with the intention of making the bootlegged alcohol unsafe to drink to prevent consumption. I see. So... The bootlegger chemists were finding ways to remove the unsafe chemicals from the alcohol, um, but the one of the approved additions specifically was methyl alcohol, which comprised up to ten percent of the total product. Jeez. Um. And the NYC chief toxicologist wanted the U.S. not to do this, claiming that people would die due to the the bootleggers not being able to effectively remove methyl alcohol. So they knew ahead of time. 
that they couldn't detect the chemical. Many, oh, it mostly affected the poor because the wealthy could afford good alcohol and could import whatever they wanted. In 1926, 1,200 people were sick with alcohol poisoning. 400 died in New York City alone, 700 by the end of the year. There was an estimated 10,000 people who died related to alcohol poisoning. So they kind of did, but it's not quite, yeah. Yeah. But they are kind of getting away with it by like saying, we purposely made it unsafe to drink. We didn't kill people because it's a they chemical you can't drink. It. They weren't allowed it to drink like it anyway. They weren't allowed to drink it to begin with. Well, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like saying they drank bleach, but they didn't, you know? It's yeah. not the same. Isn't that crazy, That's too? That's crazy. Jeez. They would purposely harm people. Okay, so this one's kind of fun. This one's kind of fun. Um, so there was a conspiracy. So this is along the lines of, like, conspiracy, like, um, army stuff, like secret weapons. So it was dissolvable mm. darts, heart attack gun. Dissolvable darts, heart attack gun. So you shoot dissolvable them and then darts the dart. Dissolvable darts cause a heart attack. And then the dart dissolves. Mm-hmm. So it's not traceable. So it turns out it's actually a real weapon, kind of. Damn. So, but, okay, I wrote a little note to myself. When I googled dissolvable darts, heart attack gun, Google asked... Did you mean dissolvable farce attack gun? Naturally, I had to click on it to see why Google would think that I meant a fart attack gun. But when I clicked it, it was all stuff about the heart attack gun. Maybe more people search fart attack than heart attack, I guess. (laughs) I guess so. So, the CIA actually revealed a heart attack gun in 1975. It did exist. It was a battery-operated gun which fired a dart of frozen water infused with shellfish toxin once inside the body it would melt leaving only a small red mark on the victim where it entered the official cause of death would always be a heart attack and it was developed with the purpose of undetectable assassinations when the media started reporting about the gun somehow they um found Found out they were reporting a death ray that caused cardiac arrest this is obviously not true but they weren't actually that far off the CIA has in- insisted. The CIA has insisted that it never used the gun, and uh, that it was banned. And once it was banned, instead of being destroyed, they sent it to the military for safekeeping. But speculations are that it did remain with the CIA. So, what do you think about that one? That's a kind of a fun one. That's kind of wacky. I, th- you know, what I think is funny. I think it's funny that. There's these things, these like crazy contraptions, and people are putting it in the news, like death ray causes heart attack, and it's like, kind of. It's like yeah. Yeah. But it's like the CIA also uses like guns, which is just a death ray that just kills you on impact. Well, when you put it like that, yeah, but it sounds more magical when they word it like that. No, I know. I I just. But that's the thing. I I think it's. I think it's funny that it's just like. It's just like a really colorful version of something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also the fact that but they have made it. But it's undetectable, so right. they wouldn't know it was a yeah, murder. You would never know. It's it's like, I guess because like the idea of technology making it so that c- committing the murder and covering up the murder is the same action is yeah. like a, a very sci-fi idea. Yeah. 
It's very, like, spy movie. Yeah, like... so it almost, it just feels like it couldn't be real, but they... Right, like, why would... It's mm-hmm. like, if it's something that if I heard today, the government would created a death ray, I would be like, okay, I don't, that, okay, I don't believe that. But, like, hey, one it was true, technically. Day, one of these days, we're gonna get that article headline, and then <laughs> ten years later, they're yeah. gonna be like, oh, yeah, they killed, like, ten, it... twenty thousand people. And yeah, it's like, it oh, true. Fuck. We're like, oh, shoot. Yeah, so interesting. Jesus. So this one is kind of fun, but it's sad. But it's it's sad in a way that's like just it's mother nature. Not really. It's not mother nature. Cars are not mother nature. But it's like never mind. You'll know what I mean. Yeah. So this one is called Project Acoustic Kitty. And then I put in parentheses, could birds really be spying on you? So Um, you know the birds work for the bourgeoisie? Yeah. So, we have a conspiracy now that the birds are, like, government drones and they listen to us. Which is, <laughs> sounds crazy, right? But it isn't something the government never admitted to trying to do technically. Like, it's not that far off. So, in quotes, working with outside audio equipment contractors, the CIA built a three quarter inch long transmitter to embed at the base of a cat's skull finding a place for the microphone was difficult at first but the ear canal turned out to be prime and seemingly obvious real estate the i read that weird and seemingly obvious real estate the antenna was made from the fine wire and woven all the way to the tail through the cat's long fur to conceal it the batteries also gave the techies a little trouble since the cat's size limited them to using only the smallest batteries and restricted the amount of time the cat would be able to record. And the intention of this was to spy on the Soviets. Mm. So sent out a bunch of cats? They had, well, so they had a lot of issues. So it turns out that cats do not do what they're told to do. No, no. Um, they, in from the U.S. government are described to get bored, hungry, and distracted often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally the Could've funniest thing I've ever heard. I have told you that. I think there should be a movie, kind of like the Men Who Stare at Goat style, but about the government trying to train the cats to do this. You know, okay. I'm Wouldn't gonna, that I'm be gonna, funny? I'm going to let you finish the story, and then I have something to tell you. Because it's okay. really funny that you mentioned that movie. Okay. So... Um, CIA, it's just the funniest thing to hear because <laughs> cats are like, of course, like, the, I want to see the government trying to, like, teach a cat to, like, cats do not do it with control. Okay, anyway. So, um, CIA operative, oh, and they actually, okay, so this is really fucked up. So they performed an operation on the cat to stop the cat from getting this hungry. Yeah. That's fucked up. And, you know. But, okay, moving on from that. CIA operatives hoped they could train the cat to sit near foreign officials. That way, the cat could secretly transmit their private conversations to CIA operatives. And then, in quotes, For its first official test, CIA staffers drove Acoustic Kitty to the park and tasked it with capturing the conversation of two men sitting on a bench. Anthes writes, whoever that is. I didn't put it for some reason. Instead... The cat wandered into the street where it was promptly squashed by a taxi. Not the outcome they were expecting. It's so sad. It's so, so sad. But also, the cat really just 
died completely unrelated to the experiment, honestly. That would have happened whether they took him or not. But it's very sad. Um, but it is kind of funny that the cat immediately didn't do what they said. So, would you like to maybe guesstimate about how much this project actually cost to get to the point where they had a live kitty to release to do this task, to do this mission? I mean, if if I'm being honest, based on what they said they used, I could do this with 10 bucks. <laughs> Go outside, I find a That's cat. That's very expensive. Well, you just find one. Yeah, that'll do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just find you one. Have all the money. So, what do you think? Maybe. I have no idea. What 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 was this? The seventies? Uh, I don't remember. Whenever the Soviets. Oh wait wait, it was it was scrapped in nineteen sixty seven. Sixties yeah. Yeah, sixties. Soviets yeah. I mean, it's in the millions. I'll give you that. It's, I mean, in, it's in the millions in the sixties. Yeah, yeah, I know. If you think of inflation, two point two point five million. $20 million. $20 million? Wasn't batteries on a cat? I forgot I was making you a guess, and I was like, no, you got it wrong. And I just, and I corrected you, because I thought I thought you had it. They so spent $20 million, $20 million to put dollars, dollars on well, dollar, they, to put dollars it was on difficult to treat the cats, I think. <laughs> yeah, because so, they weren't doing it right, obviously. Right, I know, because you can't train cats. That's what I was thinking. I was like, they're just fucking stupid. So... <laughs> Um, it has been questioned on the cat's ability to live very long anyway due to the procedures that it had undergone to make this happen. Yes. Um, it was considered to be a remarkable scientific achievement that the government was able to train the cat to at least move short distances. It's the, so much easier the to government, do if you train it properly. The government cons- officially considered it remarkable scientific achievement they were able to get a cat to at least move short distances. This is the like funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Twenty million dollars to put batteries in a cat and try to make it and make it move twenty feet. And, and it did, and it didn't and it got ran over by a car. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? Is that the funniest thing you've ever heard or what? Like it's so sad though. Okay. Oh, God. So it was scrapped in nineteen sixty seven. And so I, my comment was LMAO, but also the animal cruelty, that's fucked up. <laughs> so what do you think about that? I just I just can't with the government sometimes. I read these numbers and I'm like, are you kidding? You're do kidding, you, right? So do you think that maybe the birds work for the bourgeoisie? They should. It's a lot smarter than using cats. Birds already have a hole in their head where their ears are. But you know what? I will say that if anything was spying on us, I don't know if it would be birds. It would probably be a rodent because they're much more robust like that, like medically. And birds are really difficult to, you know, do surgery on or whatever. Birds, you can accidentally kill birds if you stress them out too much. That's just true. in a physical exam. Not, not, not big birds, but you no, don't want to big birds. in general. Birds. They're really easy to kill. Just wait by till accident. we can, like, so, fucking I don't put bugging devices on roaches or something. Yeah. That's, that's like, the end of it. Yeah. That's it. No more free, no more fucking. Yeah, well, they probably could, honestly. Privacy. They, they probably can by now. Yeah. yeah bugs. Honestly. Maybe they use bugs because it's just. I lost track of what I was saying. They wouldn't use birds because they get scared easily. Oh, yeah. They, they couldn't realistically. Yeah. 
make that happen. Birds are too fragile. I don't think it'd be possible. Yeah. But it's an interesting concept. And it's just funny. It's just interesting to me that it actually isn't too, like, absurd when you think about, like, things you tried. But logistically, it it wouldn't really be possible with birds. I'm not saying they're not doing it. I'm saying it's not birds. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um... Is the food almost here? Yes, he is pulling up to the front of the apartment. Quickly! Oh my god, you should run! Well, no, he's gonna call up and drop him. Oh, oh yeah, oh, that's bougie of us. Okay. <laughs> um, so. You mentioned the men who stare at goats. Yes! And it reminded me. Yes! So, it's another one of those conspiracies that turned out to be true to an extent. So, the men who stare at goats. Did you ever see that movie? You know, they, they, it's these government agents. I noticed they have this thing. I know, I made a reference of it really confidently, but I don't really know. They, uh, I just think that they're basically psychically trained to be able to stare at a goat and kill it. That's so sad. Or the, the goal is to be able to stare at people and kill them as assassinations and stuff. So weird, okay. And it turns out but that real. the CIA looked into like, like psychic boundaries and like pushing your mental space to other people and stuff. And they they spent a lot of money and like tried to like, I don't know. It was just like really whack shit. I don't know a lot about it, obviously, but. I just remember reading about the fact that the CIA legitimately tried it. Is the Minnesota Ghost a comedy? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I a comedy. It. It's funny. like a little tongue-in-cheek. Nice. So. I feel like a bit of throw up. That's probably the way you're laying. Why? Every time I lay like that for more than 10 minutes, I always like feel like I'm going to vomit. Maybe that's just me. No, I actually think I'm going to throw oh, up. Oh, okay. Do you want me to drop something? Yeah, I need something to throw up. Oh yeah, but we gotta finish. Yeah, the let's finish this really fast. Okay, so this one is really interesting. It's plant obsoles- obsolescence. Obs- yeah, I think that's how you say it. Plant obsolescence. Plant op- obsolescence. I don't know. Heard. So this, I learned from a, it's. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's that YouTube video. It's a science channel. Vertisimi. Oh. Veritasium? Veritasium, yeah. Or something like that, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. So he has a Love video about it. Yeah, so he has a really good video about this, um, which is where I learned this. Um, so light bulbs could, like, pretty much last forever, essentially. But the real reason they don't is because the big light bulb companies were not making money because people didn't need to buy light bulbs. So they essentially passed legislation to like make light bulbs to make you that you have yeah essentially that they have to meet all these regulations um and so they essentially made it so you have to buy light bulbs you know i didn't write myself enough notes i thought i would remember more 
They made it to where you had to buy them more often yeah, to make but, more money, they, like, even got, though they can last like a lot got, longer realistically. Yeah, they got government involved. They did the everything. same thing with printer ink. They yeah. The and printer ink thing. My dad a, gets so yeah, no, it's it's fucked pissed. Up. He gets so triggered by printer ink because it, they, they charge so much for it. When we visit next week, it just mentioned printer ink running. He said, "My printer ink keeps running out," and it will literally trigger him so hard. <laughs> he will, he will like. Oh my god. There's that light bulb in that um in that fire station. They talk about it in the video. He 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 visits it in the video. Yeah, it's been going for like hundred and thirty years now. He is kinda shitty light bulb. Yeah, but it's been going for hundred and thirty years, so it doesn't matter how much light it gives off. No, I know, but they haven't changed it a single time. Yeah, but supposedly it's supposed to be like um it's like supposedly supposed to be like what light bulb would be like, but it's a shitty light bulb. Like yeah, because they so, made it yeah, 130 years yeah, ago. Yeah, no, but though. the light bulbs are supposed to last forever in a good way. Like, they don't fade. Yeah, but they didn't have Okay, the whatever, whatever. But, um... Either way. Oh, shoot, what was I going to say? Um, dang it, you made me forget. Sorry. It's okay. Um. That's crazy, though. That makes yeah. sense. Oh, but he says how it's actually a good thing, it turns out, because now that technology has gotten better and we have LED lights, True. those light bulbs would be obsolete anyway. Yeah. And so it's probably good that we didn't make them last forever. Yeah. So that we Because LEDs move. are better, more mm-hmm. energy efficient. They don't heat up as much. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of better. And then there's iPhones, because Apple has admitted to slowing down iPhones when they release a new oh, one. Oh, yeah. But Every they, single time, I, I see it. I see but it. But they also know that people like to buy the newest version of things. So if you like notice, like they just cycle through styles. Like One is square, and then the next one has two cameras and then the next one have grounded edges and comes in like a few different colors because they want to keep you buying them yeah and so that's how they kind of legally get around planned obsolescence yeah by just changing things about it so that they're not technically like the same thing yeah yeah i know what you mean because there's laws, like, I think they ended up being law passed to stop companies from, or like from like downgrading. Yeah, products, basically. Yeah, yeah, but they are getting around it. Oh uh, yeah. By just tricking people. Gotta into, make more of those hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. I guess. And that's why I think they always they made them with glass and glass on both sides on some because they were making so much money fixing it. Yep. Um. Okay. Operation Northwoods. Okay, so I've got a big fat quote. Operation Northwoods was a proposed false flag operation against American citizens that originated within the U.S. Department of Defense of the United States government in 1962. I hope I don't lose my citizenship for this episode. Shit. <laughs> so the proposal yeah, turned out to be true. Freedom of speech. Yep. I have that right as a citizen. The proposals called for the CIA operatives to both stage and actually commit acts of terrorism against American military and civilian targets and blaming them on the Cuban government and using it to justify a war against Cuba. 
The possibilities detailed in the document included the possible assassination of Cuban immigrants, sinking boats of Cuban refugees on the high seas, hijacking planes to be shot down or given the appearance of being shot down, blowing up a U.S. ship or orchestrating violent terrorism in U.S. cities, but the proposals were rejected by, pro by President John F. Kennedy. He said, no way you're doing that, even though they were like, we should do this. Now, this gives me kind of like Bush did 9-11 vibes, which I think is like a funny meme, but like I don't, I'm not educated on it, so I have no idea anything about it, but I should read about it. But that gives me Bush did 9-11 vibes. Well, you know what's fucked up? It's because they were fucking socialists. What? Cuba? Mm-hmm. Is that 70s? why they were fighting? Because they were socialists? Yeah, but the U.S. was more like they were communists. But also US, the U.S. had sanctions in, in Cuba. And uh, Fidel Castro mm. and all that shit. They were basically trying to... I mean, the U.S. did overthrow Cuba's government and completely ruin what was going on there. And mm -hmm. the revolution in Cuba was shot down by... The U.S. literally, Yikes. and so yeah. they uh, the U.S. has basically been trying to sabotage Cuba for forever. That's really still. fucked up. Still, yeah, they probably this probably still effects of these things. Oh, 100%. all these things to this day. So, the operation recommended developing a communist, a communist. You, you, oh yeah, you mentioned communist. So the operation recommended developing a communist Cuban terror campaign yeah. in the Miami area and other Florida cities and even in Washington, which involved the bombing of civilian targets themselves, which was to be blamed on the irresponsible Cuban government to paint a false image of Fidel Castro and misinformation for the American public. Um, holy shit. Yeah, so like literally, holy shit. literally Fidel Castro was sparking the revolution movement in cuba did he have a thing like for the hollywood star yeah who was it i forgot but there was somebody i feel like there's like a thing there um but it was a, it was a socialist movement and they were not violent I for mean, the most part I, mean, I thought i mean i thought i did good research and that i knew all this stuff was true but now i'm reading it i almost don't believe it like i want to double check everything but the u.s but this is all marketed true. everything as fidel castro being communist mm -hmm. and you know cuba's evil they're killing all you know and all this all this shit and literally like just for political advantage uh-huh fucking crazy and, and it's just because they knew that they um, can keep their money <sighs> fucking laundering and and Profit stealing from the poor sanctions in Cuba if there was a socialist government in place. It's crazy. It's just, it's fucked up. It's crazy, mm -hmm. crazy shit. The, the whole yeah. Cuba story is really interesting. Maybe we should go into that at some point. Yeah. That would be interesting. But we don't have time for that right Not now. Today. But um, I do have an honorable mention, which is that frogs were getting turned gay that the water in this lake was turning frogs gay that was a conspiracy that some guy made up where that guy said it kind of like crazy radio host like right vibes right. you know um like that guy right now joe rogan or something <laughs> so somebody said that the water was turning frogs gay 
um, which is absurd. And if someone said that today, I'd be like, you're a fucking crazy person. Right. However, it actually was kind of true because of the chemicals that was getting pumped into the water that these frogs lived in in this one specific place in the United States, an isolated incident. Um, it was doing something to the frogs that was making them, um, like, literally anatomically go from male to female. So not that they were turning gay. They were literally, like... Changing sex. Changing sex, yeah. Because of something. Interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. So he was kind of right. That water do be turning frogs gay. Kind of wrong, but kind of right. Yeah! Super weird. (laughs) That's... Crazy. So what do you what do you think about everything? That's what do you think about this I episode? Mean, most of the most of these US government ones it doesn't surprise me. Pretty I've, intense. The, too. the the stuff that I've heard in the past like five, six years, like the US government has been up to shit since day one and they still are to this day. Mm-hmm. Like they just do not give a shit about the people. You're wrong about inspired me to make this episode. <laughs> I love conspiracies though. Yeah, but it's crazy. So it makes me wonder what now are what are our conspiracies that are going to turn out to be true? Probably a lot of them. Are I'm so excited. Some of them are definitely crazy, but some of them are definitely going to turn out to be true. I'm so excited. I, I like. Mean, I'm I mean, excited for the Kardashian. We're already trying to implant chips in people. Ew, chips in people. I hate head. that. Elon Musk. Yeah, he's a he's did a wacko. Did you see about the monkey? Yeah, but shit? you know what though? I actually read. I looked more into that and. There was also kind of twisted information. It was kind of like baited to be, you know, inflammatory. It wasn't, it's actually some, I think the reality behind it is some medical device and they twisted words. I'm not really sure. Either way. But there is some medical device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. But I feel like there was some like, you know, inflammation of that story. Yeah. But I don't it's know. still a brain implemented device. Mm-hmm. But it's supposed to be something medical. It's made by like a private owned organization lives, yeah. that makes electric cars and goes to space. Yeah. I don't trust that, it very much. Yes. It, it was like, I, no matter what it is, it's like you're putting something into my, into my brain, and all you do is you make it, electric cars and. Space engineering and stuff. And wouldn't like, it be that crazy if it turns out that they're all trackers? Like, I would believe it. Like, it's exactly. Crazy. Like, it's just like, there's there's so much going on in the expansion of technology. They're right already now tracking them. That is, though. oh, for sure. Why would they need to? I mean, chips? we've got our phones. Why would they need to inject, yeah, chips if they're, we already carrying around a chip yeah, for them to track? Yeah, more for, for DNA and, and data yeah. usage and. They're going to track my data usage. If I think too much, they'll slow my brain down. Right. <laughs> You'll slow down my connection. Let's make her stupider today. <laughs> Honestly, that's that's me some days. Uh, and I'm at work and I'm like, I can't even, I'm not doing anything. Like, yeah. what is going on right now? Like, if my brain is just brain not empty. working. Brain empty. Head empty. Yes, head empty. So, heck yeah. Isn't that wild? That's very crazy. I hope I'm not too high that I this sound ridiculous in this episode and I like, can't I'm sure it. it'll be fine. We'll see. I'm terrified. Because we'll last see. time I thought we made a really good episode and it ended up being like not... three hours of silence. Yeah, well that was... That <laughs> and then was... we showed each other a Reddit post every so often and I thought we made like a banger episode. <laughs> I was like, we have something salvageable and then I listened nah. to it sober. I was like, what the fuck? Nah, no. I think it was. Okay. I think this is good. I think this. I was so excited about this one. All right, so that was that. That was that. 
Um, thanks for coming to the never-ending sleepover. We're still not going to go to sleep after this. We have Benihana's. Yeah, and it's only 6 p.m. Is it? Yeah. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Nice. We bid you adieu. Aren't we what? Bid you adieu? I haven't heard anyone say that in such a long time. I don't need to be kissy face even know that I heard phrase. someone say it last night at my work, so I just like, I don't know. Amazing. <laughs> what an oldie. All right. <laughs>